With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, uh, earlier this week, as we record this podcast, um, there was a tragic uh, event in Sutherland Springs at a church where 26 people were uh, murdered. It appears at this time that that was the result of a domestic dispute. Uh, it appears at this time that the, uh, the killer was... Uh, targeting his mother-in-law and and known associates, I guess is the best way to put it in the, in the con, uh, congregation. It also appears at this time that the uh, violence was ended, at least in part, by a good guy with a gun who responded, um, pouring ammunition in the opposite direction of the the, the gunfire, which um, I'm a huge huge supporter of. We've had an increase in these numbers of. Uh, of attacks in in recent years you know of course now we're tracking them more carefully um there are different definitions you know between mass shooting and active killer right a mass shooting could be gang related uh and i don't really count those in these things i do count las vegas where 59 were killed and 241 were injured at an outdoor concert of course we all remember and i constantly weep about it Newtown, where 20 innocent children between the ages of six and seven were killed. Um, and these events constantly reignite what's called the gun debate in America. Uh, you know, the, the, the perpetrator in Texas this week had a history of domestic violence, it went unreported by the Air Force. Had that been reported to the federal database, he would have been precluded from buying those four weapons. Sure. Um, so, you know, what, what are your thoughts on where are we not not where have we been, but where are we going with this active shooter stuff? Yeah. Well, I think you can see the pattern uh, if if you haven't looked at the FBI.gov uh, website and looked up their active shooter report of 160 plus incidents over a. Uh, 12-year period. I mean, take a look at it. Um, there, there are a couple of um, notable uh, omissions from the report, and that is they don't they don't indicate who has mental illness. Mm-hmm. Well, over the past two years, roughly, we've had a dozen really high profile. I mean, uh, if we just only go back to June 2015 and the and the first um, uh, shooting at a church of, of significance. Um, the the uh, South Carolina um, church shooting, and since then we've we've counted up these shootings with a higher and higher body counts by individuals who may have had, like you just described, um, a, a reason um, to. To a revenge shooting a on grudge, a family mem- yeah, member, a grudge type of a thing. But then you have these other individuals, like the individual in Las Vegas, the individual in Orlando, um, guy who goes to the um, lawnmower factory and starts spraying bullets all over. Uh, 
they might have a target or two in mind, but then there's all this collateral damage. Mm-hmm. We still don't know about the motives of the Las Vegas uh, shooter, but I think there's there's huge um, controversy, and you you hear people on the mental illness side of the fence, the mental illness advocates who actually align themselves with the NRA in the position that they do not want a special list of people that are not entitled to firearms. So you just mentioned the shooter uh, in in the latest church shooting in Texas uh, should not have had that weapon legally. Right. right. Now, now I know the, the, the anti-gun people will say, well, of course he could have got them illegally, but the fact that he got them legally shows that, that there's some loopholes or some omissions in our codes that, that allow for this. Um, and there's nothing to say that he's mentally ill outside the fact that he shot multiple people in a church. One, one could argue that doing that is flat out crazy. Exactly. But, you know, that, that, that I'm not diagnosing a, a mental illness. A, you know, like, For the record, neither of us right. are a certified psychologist, psychiatrist. Right. We're, we're, not, we're not in that line of work. However, you shoot 500 people in a venue, you're a little cracked in the head, I would imagine. That, that would be my assumption as well. And, and so the fact that these shooters don't have a track record of diagnosed mental illness doesn't preclude them from being undiagnosed mentally ill. And, and again, there's that opposition um, from advocates who say they don't want to stigmatize people who are already struggling. That if anything, if you do highlight the need to... Um, make a list of people prohibited from purchasing or owning firearms that you may deter people from getting the help that they need. I buy that to the point where, okay, but they still need to get on that list. And here, certainly, if, if we could have done anything to, to block this person from access to legal guns, then at least we would have made them jump through some hoops to get them illegally. Right, right, exactly. And then there are the the attackers who are um, not mentally ill, really, but motivated by what I call the video game high score mentality. Mm. Um, I go to uh, Virginia Tech. I won't name the shooter. I never do. Um, He he trained at a firearms range. I know this because I've talked to a law enforcement official in Virginia who who was part of the investigation. Right. Um, He trained to get the highest score. He locked the doors of the, the building he, he entered with chains. Right. He, he measured how much chain he would need to use. Right. He was very purposeful in his attack. Right, right. The Las Vegas attacker, very, very purposeful in his planning. I mean, clearly putting cameras outside of the window and sure. outside of the door. And um, he had, a, a, a according to officials in, in Las Vegas, a plan of escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you go to San Bernardino. That was a terrorist attack, but it was also an active sh- active shooter, active sure. killer attack. It falls into both categories, in my opinion. Uh, they had an uh, an idea to, atta- to to escape. They left like nineteen pipe bombs at their house. Right. I th- I personally feel like the San Bernardino attack was a was a dry run. Sure. Was it was a test to see their effectiveness. So you have those who are, <clears throat> as you'd said, mentally cracked, and then you have those who are. Um, they're they're particularly and if in a, in a focused way motivated to kill. Yeah, I mean it, it's ironic you you mentioned the Virginia Tech shooter and and the San Bernardino shooter in Las Vegas. 
and and the Texas shooting, they they all have one thing in common: all the guns were obtained legally, mm-hmm. and and there should have been some precursor indicators that would have said that these people were uh, problem uh, people or or their behaviors or their planning methods that somebody should have seen it. I go to Virginia Tech again. When he when the attacker trained at this gun range, he actually shot at paper targets lying on the ground. Wow. Now, that's just, that's to me, that's just whistles and sirens sure. and red right. lights and flags right. and all over the place. No, that's the range master recalled that he saw, and he was like, oh, that's kind of strange. Sure. Well, no, that's not strange. That's an indicator. We right. call that a clue. Right. No, it's, it's, it's going and taking flying lessons where all you're concerned with is flying the plane and not, not landing, landing it. it. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Virginia Tech shooter, close to being expelled, um, he did have some issues and problems. He went to purchase the guns in Virginia and was denied. So mm-hmm. what does he do? He goes to Pennsylvania and legally buys them there. So, yeah, I, the idea that the the Texas shooter um, should have been denied sale because mm-hmm. of his track record, his felonies and his domestic violence past, somebody made a mistake. And, of course, after these shootings, we want to mm-hmm. blame somebody. It's our sort of natural instinct to want to blame someone. So you hear it on the radio, you hear it on the news reports that uh, the military is to blame for this guy having Well, no, guns. he's to blame. He's to blame. That's what I'm getting to. That it's always the shooter. And we want, you know, but they're not around. They're they're not in jail. They're probably dead, most likely. So who do we blame? And so uh, there's plenty of blame to go around. And, you know, the media is adept at finding someone. Yeah. Well, one more thing about Texas. And I love Texas for a lot of reasons. But the good guy with the gun. It reminds me, it's reminiscent of the, uh, the, uh, the, the clock tower shooting in Austin, where one of the first, first responders to go up into that tower to try and kill that guy was a civilian with a rifle. He went back to his house, grabbed a rifle, and joined the officers going up the stairs. Sure. That is, to me, an indicator of what it's like to live in Texas and some other states, yeah. where the idea of... Defending your fellow citizens, if needs be, with a gun, sure, uh, in order to save lives, save yourself. Uh, I, I place high value on that, and I think that this guy—I I think he was a plumber, or is a plumber in Texas. Kudos to him. I mean, absolutely, kudos to him for responding before the coppers could get there. Because when seconds count, the cops will be there in about sixty. Of sure, you right, know, right. You or know, six minutes, or six minutes. No, and I heard the I heard that individual interviewed on the radio, and um, he had a little bit of time to assess what was going on. Somebody else uh, pulled a car around and told him exactly what happened. The guys and the shooters all dressed in black. He's mm-hmm. outfitted with this uh, rifle, and. Uh, both individuals, as I understand it, were armed with their their lawfully uh, concealed weapons, mm-hmm. took up chase, fired um, or exchanged gunfire with the shooter and um, may very well have uh, moved him away from other potential victims, certainly got him to flee the area. Yeah. Um, it's an important topic. It's one that I continue to study. I know you do as well. Uh, we want to hear from you. What are some of your thoughts on responding to active killers, on potentially preventing active killers? 
uh, email us at policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.